Next on BYU Sports Nation, keeping it a hundy. If BYU quarterback Zach Wilson is not 100% post-shoulder surgery, what does it mean? The winningest quarterback in BYU history, Max Hall, discusses what BYU needs to accomplish in the next month before the Utah game. Plus, our fall camp bold predictions with a capital B. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome to your July finale. The start of BYU football training. Yes, let's go. Doesn't it feel great? Wednesday, July 31st, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who firsthand witnessed the power of the BYU Sports Nation karma on the golf course yesterday, Jerem Jordan. We played, you and I, with Jared Jacobs, at Gold Yeller, the guy that makes these Lego videos that go all over the place. He's awesome. Uh, He's my favorite Boise State fan. I don't know a lot, but anyway. (laughs) And our producer, Ben Bagley. What hole was it? Five? I think hole four. Ben Bagley from 142 out. What what club? What club, Ben? I think it was his eight iron, right? Eight iron. Boom, baby! Holes it from 142 out for an eagle. Oh, baby, that was awesome. We had a fun time. Incredible shot by Ben, our producer. Oh, it it was incredible. It was incredible. Yeah. The way it landed, and then what's funny is when you're that far away... You look and you're like, oh, it's really close. That's really close. Wow, that's getting really close. And then the ball just disappears. It and then, dr- it's just it like, then we're like, whoa! Sheer great. jubilation great. for Ben Bagley. The oh. karma combining on the course at Sleepy Ridge. Okay, then. A- another c- convenient coincidence. Yes, yes. It was number... It, was, it had to be number 13. Because we were on the back nine. Yeah, yeah. Regardless, congratulations to Ben Bagley. A moment we'll never forget. And the latest manifestation of the karma. I'll probably forget it, but he will <laughs> Here's today's show lineup. Fall camp, as we mentioned, starts today. We give you our bold predictions. And I don't know how, some bold, how bold some of them are, but <clears throat> we're trying, right? I mean, we're, tr- we're trying. Also, Max Hall, what does he think of Zach Wilson's confidence? If there's a guy that I think will be supportive of it, I imagine it'll be Max Hall. But we're going to ask him what he thinks about Zach Wilson's confidence. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football fall camp, day one officially. Tune into BYU TV Sports Facebook live at 8.15 p.m. Eastern approximately for reactions, comments about today's practice. If you miss anything, you'll find out there. Only, man, less than a month till the first game of the season. It'll be on demand there as well. Former quarterback turned running back Bo Hodge has retired from football via Mitch Harper of KSL Sports. Hodge played in nine games the past four seasons, scoring two touchdowns. The moment he went to running back, all of a sudden it just wasn't the same for Bo Hodge. He had that, those three straight runs against Cal, didn't get the fourth down, and then it was like he disappeared, and now literally he is not going to play anymore, which is a real bummer. I thought yeah. Bo Hodge was Jaron Hollish physically, right? Sure. And then we never, at Utah State, 2017, it's kind of a bummer. He's working with Mitch Matthews now as part of his team with uh, the Stop Anthem crew or whatever. So he's, he's yeah. with the BYU guys, but his dad said he's just on to different ventures in his life. Okay. Andy Katz of NCAA.com has BYU basketball, Jerem, making an NCAA tournament appearance in his 20 predictions for the 2020 NCAA tournament. He states that Yoli Child's return 
and the new coach, Mark Pope, and his staff have re-energized the Cougars enough for a shot at the big dance. And incoming freshman Kirsten Fotu took medalist honors at the Utah Women's Golf State Amateur. Fotu shot three under par, earning her the number one seed for match play beginning today. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. On media day, if you remember, Zach Wilson, the BYU sophomore quarterback, said he is hopeful to be 100% by today, by the opening of fall camp. Now, only Zach and his doctors most likely will really know how close to 100% he is. And what is 100%? Does that mean... He feels confident to make all the throws and is making all the throws. I don't know. I, I feel like it's this moving target. And everybody has a different idea of what it is. But he said he hopes to be 100% today. If he's not, Jerem, and if he's not 100% by opening day for the opening game, how concerned are you about that? I'd be a little concerned. You want your quarterback at 100%. Isn't the point of surgery to become 100%? Sure. Let's evaluate who Zach Wilson is and what he's done, by the way. Last season, he played the entire year on a torn labrum on his throwing shoulder. Yeah, so now, what does that, does that now, count as 75%? According to Zach, yeah, I don't know. According to Zach, it happened you know, in high school, and he carried it into BYU and didn't get it fixed. He will play the 2019 season with a torn labrum in his left shoulder. So Zach Wilson will not be 100%, perhaps, his entire career at BYU because I'm not sure he's going to get that left labrum taken care of and miss another offseason going into his junior or senior seasons. What did he do? He almost beat Boise State, should have beat Utah as a team, not just on Zach, right? And he went 18 for 18 in the Potato Bowl, not 100%. So I'm not super concerned. I mean, on the surface, you hear he's not a hundy. Well, shoot. But we saw what he did, and... If 85% sophomore Zach Wilson is better than uh, 90% freshman Zach Wilson, I'm just perfectly fine with that. I'll tell you this much. Whatever you saw from Zach Wilson late in the season against Utah and against Boise State and against Western Michigan, he'll be better than that. He will be better than that. So, I I mean, how healthy was he late in the season last year with a hurt right shoulder? Like, it's a valid point you bring up. Like, he wasn't 100% then, clearly, yet he was still producing and providing some of those unforgettable moments, notably the bowl game. So, even if Zach Wilson is not 100%, say he's 80%, say he's 85%, 90% in fall camp, he's 90% for game number one, the 90% version of Zach Wilson now, or 85% version of Zach Wilson now, will be significantly better than what we saw late in the season from Zach Wilson last year. And it was year. better than senior Tanner Mangum, right? So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do. Yet you have Jaron Hall behind him, who is an intriguing option should anything happen. Now, I hope nothing does. I hope everyone's good and healthy through fall camp and that Zach's the guy because Zach is the guy until he's not. It's Zach's job. There's no competition. Jaron Hall's a clear two. There's a battle for three between Baylor Romney and Joe Critchlow. Zach Wilson's the guy. And uh, he hopes to be the guy before and after the game on August 29th. Countdown to the Utes. 29 days. 29 days away. Tomorrow's the day of the month they play the game.
Love it. August. We're almost there, man. I know. We're almost there. I know. We're going to be at practice today. Very excited about that. Topic two. The second most discussed position on a football team is naturally the running back spot. The leading rusher last year was a man named Lopini Katoa, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Lopini Katoa was and is the leading returning rusher with 423 yards and eight touchdowns. Now, half those touchdowns came in one game against New Mexico State. Hey. And a fourth of those yards came against New Mexico State as well. With an influx of graduate transfers in Tyson Williams and Emmanuel Supa, who is the man going into fall camp yesterday, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Bell offered this idea. Because I really do think that Lopini Katoa is legit on his own. I think it's great they've added depth with, uh, with Tyson and with, and with Emmanuel Supa coming in. But I, I think Lopini Katoa kind of earned a right to be considered a go-to guy last year. Agree or disagree, Lopini Katoa is the incumbent starter at running back. I 1 million percent agree. And I think that people have been, and I know this is cliche, sleeping on Lopini Katoa and undervaluing. And he's been off the radar just because he's been around... Lopini Katoa is a good player. He's earned the right to be the incumbent, to be the starter. And Jeff Grimes has always been big on trust. He trusts Lopini Katoa. He knows more about Lopini Katoa than the other guys he has coming in because he hasn't been in the heat of battle with those two other guys, whereas he's seen Lopini in actual games, in practice. It's just a different game. So Lopini's the guy. He has earned it. I think he deserves it. He's the best all-around running back that BYU has right now according to what Jeff Grimes knows about his current staff, his current stable of running backs. So, yeah. They are horses. I, I, I don't know why. Why, why. why are we undervaluing Lopini Katoa? Like, why, why, why would we not expect big things from him? I think he's I, a really good player. I don't think we are. I think we're valuing properly, which was you were the number two last year to Squally Canada. Um, Matt Hadley kind of – there was this mix of the three of you, right? True freshman. When you have two senior running backs, you're not going to go, hey, freshman, you're going to see what those two can do, right? And they did, they did well. When Squally, Squally out uh, ran Jonathan Taylor, it was awesome. Lopini Katoa ran for 5.6 yards per carry last year and had eight touchdowns. Uh, That's one of the best freshman seasons in those two categories um, we've seen in a long time. That was incredible. Um, you, almost have, you almost have to go back to, like, when Luke Staley was just the touchdown machine in the red zone, right? Um, for one thing, Tyson Williams is coming off a hand injury. He's good now, he says. He wasn't here last fall and spring to be in this uh, offense, right? So K- Katoa should start as the incumbent starter. The starter does not matter at running back. It doesn't. Who carries the ball the most matters the most. The starter is just who's in on the first play in that formation. It's whatever. It's not like the other sports. In that particular position, who's going to get the most carries in each game is interesting. Yet you have a guy like Tyson Williams, um, Emmanuel Supa, Tyler Algier. Let's see if Kavika Fonua uh, brings something to the table. He's been off the board a little bit in the last couple of years. But, yeah, Katoa's the guy. Very excited about it. Was going to go to Oregon State and follow Kalani Satake. Transferred after his mission sure. to BYU. I'm not sure if he signed or not, but he ends up at BYU. Red shirts, Fred Warner, 2017 midseason says... Can that guy play? Yeah. We st- he didn't say this. I'm saying this. We stink. Can Lopini Katoa play? At the time, he was Zach. I would love BYU <laughs> to run an average of 75 to 80 plays on offense per game this season. And heaven forbid they throw more passes than run the ball. You know, what if BYU throws the ball 42 times and only runs the ball 33 times? I'd totally be okay with that. 
even if Lopini Katoa and his guys aren't getting as many carries as we think Jeff Grimes wants to with the running game, Lopini 5.6 average, really good. Like, you can pass to set up the run. You can do this. I know it goes against the grain ideology of a lot of what college football wants to do. But is BYU in that position with Zach Wilson and with the uncertainty behind Lopini Katoa at running back? Like, do you not trust in what you think your greatest asset is, which is your quarterback? Well, I think the greatest asset is BYU's offensive line. I think that's BYU's greatest asset. Is that more important to protect the quarterback, or is that is that more conducive to running the ball? Yes, they do both. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't all, know. They do all of it. Yeah. Like, I'd like to see Lopini run the ball 18 to 20 times a game. I think that'd be great. I think that number will be a little high with Tyson Williams in the mix. I, I, think, I think so, too. I think too. they'll split 25 carries. I would like to. That's yeah. what I, I would like to see him run the ball 18 times. But yeah, how much does the uh, annual well, super get? And... I don't in the first four games. That's too much of a pounding. you got to play 12. It's, you just got to be careful. You're always asking for it with four power fives in a row. 18 carries yeah. is too much. Per game? Say. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I mean, if you get a 25-30, then that's like, whoa, that's way too high. But 18? Yeah. You don't want to be in the 80-carry range after game four. That's, that's, there's a lot of miles on those tires at that point. <laughs> All right. Lopini Cato, we think, will be the starter in game number one. Just how many carries is he going to get? On to topic three. BYU has a, I mean, just a bevy of players coming off of injury. We spent a ton of time talking about Zach Wilson, and we should because he's the quarterback. But there are upwards of 10 players coming off injury slash surgery, including Zach Wilson, Lopini Katoa, Moroni Lalopututau, Zane Anderson, Isaiah Kafusi, Aleva Hifo, Matt Bushman, Jared, all of these guys we view as BYU's top players. So should there be more of a concern that many of BYU's top 10 players are returning from injury slash surgery? Yeah, I'm a little concerned, uh, mindful, understanding. I, not all of these players are 100% ready to go, right? We're hoping Zach Wilson is. Ronai Lalupututau was hoping he'd be ready. I, I've, he might be a couple weeks away. We're going to find out today. Yeah. Um, other guys like... Isaiah Kafusi on, on Media Day said he's close, right? Lopini Katoa says he's good. Um, you know, there are others. Aleva Hifo, who's, you know, the, the only guy on the team that's had at least nine plays of 20-plus in the receiving game. You know, Matt Bushman had a shoulder injury we're kind of forgetting about in all of this um, as the leading receiver the last two years on this team. So it, it's pretty normal to have a bunch of dudes hurt. It's not normal to have, I would say, seven of the top 10 or 12 players on the team, if you ranked them, uh, coming off injury and, and surgery. So a little bit of concern. Uh, we're going to find out in the next couple of weeks um, who's good, who's not, who needs a little bit of time. And remember, in fall camp, you want to limit what injuries you have. And it's not like BYU can kind of coast into the season because you have a, a winnable game, an FCS team, blah, blah, blah. BYU's got to be ready in game one for Utah. Game two at Tennessee, which might be the most physical team on the schedule. Who knows? USC, speed, Washington, they're just powerful and uh, quick, right? It's going to be tough to uh, make sure everyone's ready. And as we've documented over time, BYU starters are not the issues. BYU starters generally line up. Um, but football, you get injuries, and that's where who's behind them that's going to be ready. I'm excited to see some of those, but I'm also a little nervous. To, who's behind some of these guys? Yeah, it, it's always a moving target trying to determine how physical 
a schedule will be because football is just a dangerous game anyway. Like, I think if BYU played 12 group of fives, like, It'd be, it's, it's always a concern. But do you feel that uh, the game is more dangerous playing USC than it is UMass? I feel, I feel that the SEC is tough, but I don't feel like the Pac-12 teams are any more physical other than Utah than, like, the Mountain West or the American Athletic Conference. Like, it, I don't think it's that different anymore. Football's just violent. It's just a dangerous game. So, I think there's stronger and faster dudes on the pack, in the Power Five conferences. I don't think the Pac-12 is known for their physicality. I don't think that that conference has ever been known for that. And BYU plays the majority of their Power Fives against the Pac-12. Yeah. Then the issue of speed, then. Okay, so yeah. speed, yes, but how much does speed make your tendency to be injured that higher? I, I don't know. I just, football in general, like, it's different. Like, I, there's not as much of a difference between a Power 5 conference athlete and somebody in the American, like, at Cincinnati or at South Florida or at UCF. Like, they're pretty close to each other, right? Yeah, hard to quantify, but if I had to guess, I would think the Power 5s are tougher, right? Yeah. Coming up, what does Max Hall think about Zach Wilson heading into his sophomore season? But first, what are our BYU football fall camp bold predictions? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Fall camp begins today, and we will have post-practice availability on Facebook.com slash Sports at 8.15 Eastern Time. The latest and greatest from the first day of the 2019 fall camp. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Our question of the day what is your BYU football fall camp bold prediction? Here we go. Time to hear from you. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Russ.Heaton hey. in on Instagram. What's up, Russ? Hi, Russ. My fall camp bold prediction is that BYU can focus on more passing plays and then some running plays could work on so they can improve their game on the field. Okay, so this is the idea of Will BYU pass to set up the run this year? I'm guessing they won't. You don't bring in two grad transfers to do that, in my opinion, at running back. But I think that BYU will turn the offense over to Zach Wilson a little bit more. I think that there was a feeling out period, a trusting period with Zach Wilson. And also, as Jeff Grimes became more familiar as a play caller, right? Last season was his first. He'd been an O-line coach for like 25 years. Now he had a full offseason to adapt to Zach Wilson. Last year they thought, okay, Tanner Mangum, we have Zach, but we're probably not going to start out with Zach because we have the senior guy. Um, but midway through the season, they changed the offense, went away from the jet sweep thing, more uh, run pass options or RPOs with Zach Wilson. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what role Aaron Roderick plays in all this as the passing game coordinator. I think it all comes down to how much Jeff Grimes and Aaron Roderick trust Zach Wilson, right? Yeah, if they trust him, I think this is going to be a good thing. Um, Zach Wilson is going to make the offensive line calls now as opposed to the center James Empey, which is a big move for Zach. That tells you that he's had to spend a significant amount of time in the X's and O's. I mean, this is, this is a different thing. So they are trusting him to do that. Why not trust him to use his arm a little bit more? And I guess that goes back to, well, how healthy is that right arm? A surgically repaired shoulder. Yeah. The, that, the arm's fine. It's the uh, shoulder. Yeah. That takes us to our fall camp bold predictions, and I'm guessing that a few will center around 
Zach Wilson. Jerem, lead us off with your first fall camp bold prediction. One, the offense will look fantastic. Second year with Grimes, we were just talking about. Second year with Wilson, influx of quality running backs, we think. The wide receivers will improve. I think Gunnar Romney will pop, and the offensive line will be beastly. I think the offense is going to really stick out. Okay, so you, you say they will look fantastic. How fantastic do they have to be for it to be bold? Like, are I, I don't you going to be how to quantify going to be wowed? <laughs> yeah, we'll go, oh, the offense is looking good. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Number two, Jaron Hall will look awesome, and the conversation will be stirred a little bit about his role. I think we'll look at him physically and go, whoa. And then, two, we'll see him play and run around and go, okay, yeah, we got to use this guy somehow. Okay, so He's too good. Jaron Hall and Tyson Williams and Emmanuel Supa are going to be the three guys that are talked about in terms of, oh, he just looks like a physical specimen. Beast. Those guys, that's going to that's gonna happen today. Like, those three yeah. guys, are just, they look huge. They look cut. You know what I want to happen today but won't? I want the coaches to be like, this guy came in 20 pounds You're overweight. Out of shape. This you guy, look terrible. This guy didn't put in the work. This guy gained 15 <laughs> pounds, but it was all fat. They, it's always muscle. Always muscle. Pure, undefiled, concentrated muscle. Yeah, okay. It's, what? Seriously? Yeah. I, the, it's not going to happen, but I wish it yeah. would. And I'll, I'll be part of it. These, th- these are my top three oh. guys that look like a football oh, yeah. player. James Empey looks stout. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, my third one. Matt Bushman will... Be BYU's best offensive weapon. Ooh. He'll look just awesome. The ball will go up to him. He'll make these incredible catches like he did in the Utah game, and we'll go, yes, that guy's good. I think I, those are my three bold predictions. I don't know how bold these are. Yeah, that's but, the thing. I was just going to say, how bold are those bold well, predictions? I, I love fall camp, but I also don't like fall camp because <laughs> we're going to make too much out of – so here's what happens. They let the media watch like the final 20 minutes. What happened the other like hour 40 – it's not public information, and uh, yeah, we, we toe the line of what we're going to tell you and what we're not, right? Because we work for the man. Yes, so yes. So what happened in the previous 140 is not indicative of what happens in the final 20, so it's always a little tricky. So that's why we're going to do interviews and get information and share what we can with you about what's really going on. And this is what we do. We make rash generalizations. I know. A snippet it's of awesome, what is seen but at fall camp. super annoying. <laughs> I want Cougar Board to do, have that role, not us. Okay, I think my bold predictions are actually kind of bold. Number one, BYU will name a starting quarterback by week two of Wait, training camp. Don't they have a starting quarterback? They haven't named it. What do you mean they haven't named they it? They haven't named you their don't starting need to quarterback. name it if you understand who you, you have. Think right? Do you we, feel like they need think, to? think we all thought it was Tanner Mangum. Hands down, it wasn't close no, last no, year going into the into camp. No, no, no. They, they said there's like a it, – it's not the same situation as last year. They are hesitant to name a quarterback until – like they want the competition to exist. Do they not? Well, in theory, but Zach Wilson just – Went 18 for 18 in a bowl game. I understand that, but he's he's also maybe not 100%. We don't know. So, Oh, I just think it's weird. Zach Wilson's the guy who's questioning this. Why would you take away the the competitive factor from Jaron Hall? Where it's like, You don't, but it's understood. Go out and earn it. Yes, we all think it's understood. Okay, (laughs) That's like saying Jake Tulson's not going to be a starter. Will they name it? (laughs) Will they name the starting quarterback? Will they say, undoubtedly today, Zach Wilson is the starting quarterback? Well, if asked, maybe, yeah. But will let's they come ask, out? In- let's ask the question. Is Zach Wilson the starter? Is he? Who asked that? Yeah, let's straight up. Let's ask, is he the starter? I'm not asking. I think it's understood. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think it's as understood as you are presenting it to be. Okay, it's. Do any of you think that Zach Wilson's not the starter? When Taysom Hill came back, 
We what did we not all think Taysom Hill's a starter? But they still waited to to name the starter. I feel like the situations were different. Uh, is it different? Zach's coming off of an injury. Jaron Hall hasn't thrown a pass for BYU in a game. How is this a question? <laughs> He's had like two carries you for like me. negative two yards. You tell me if it's He's not if the it's, starter. If it's a hundred percent that Zach Wilson, according to the coaches today, is the starter. Like I hope somebody. I didn't asks even that think question. this would be a question okay. to ask. They'll na- what I'm saying is they will go on the record and declare, which I think is against BYU style. They will declare by week two he is the guy. He's the guy. And we'll go. Uh, exactly. Why did no you doubt. tell us that? But BYU hasn't been known to do that until later in camp. It just had. That's not what they've done. Okay. Well, you, you, <sighs> Number two, Jake Oldroyd will be the starting kicker after fall camp. Okay, he will beat out Skylar Southam. That is my second bold prediction. Will he wear the neon cleats? No. Is a bolder no. prediction. No, he will not wear the neon cleats. Cleat. But Jake Oldroyd, yeah. as a walk-on, will yeah. be the starting kicker after fall camp. I think that will happen as well. Do you uh, really? Yeah. Skylar Southam, we thought, would be this dope kicker. Boom, nailing stuff. You can't make a 50-yard field goal to save hey, their life. Skylar did make a huge field goal against Wisconsin that proved to be the game winner. No doubt. No doubt. That was awesome. I need more than one thing. I need more than one thing. I need consistency. I need you didn't. He just he wasn't as. I'm I'm just really tired of these guys that we think they're going to be at a level and then they don't do it. Perhaps he will be in the final three years. Jake Oldroyd comes in off the bench to nail a game winner <laughs> against Arizona in the Cardinal St- University of Phoenix Stadium there, um, and and then he gets hurt against UCLA attempting like a 52 yarder into the half, and then he just like disappears and because a kicker he's a kicker we all go like hey where did he go. Goes on his mission. He's back. He's a sophomore. Made He's a probably not on yarder. scholarship, by the way. He's probably a walk-on. Made a 42-yarder in Salt Lake City against Utah. I thought it was a... F- Wasn't it 48 or 45? It was 45. 45. Yeah. Okay. No, he's... A, I, I like the idea of that. Go, go out and do it! You know what? The, one of the, I've said this before. One of the big differences between Utah and BYU that doesn't get talked about is that they've had elite kickers and punters, and those change the game. Starting field position is a huge deal. Ask Gregor Bell. Starting field position, when BYU uh, has it, they win like 90% of the games. Punter, kicker, in these close games that BYU plays and, and loses by one score or whatever, a field goal here or field goal there changes a ton. And BYU has not had a game-changing kicker in a long time. Jake Oldroyd, starting kicker after fall camp, my second bowl prediction. And finally, Jerem. Troy Warner is going to steal the show oh. on the BYU defense. He will be the fall camp defensive MVP. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. saying a lot. I know, right? That, now, that's the, probably the only bold prediction. <laughs> Out of the six that we've that's the only one that's actually. It's hard bold. to do it in fall camp, right? Yeah, because it's practice and we only see part of it. And even then, not every practice is made available to the media. It's like every other. Which, I mean, by the way, the whole idea of two a days, remember, oh, two a day. It's against the rules. You can't okay. have two practices one day. It's one a day. NCAA has changed one that. One a day. Trying to protect the last athlete. couple of years. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because there have been guys that have uh, died, right? Uh, too much heat and not enough water. It's like, what are we doing? This ain't, this ain't like Jack Lambert and the steel curtain in the 1970s. Are different. And like, yeah, like, settle down. Times are different. Things settle have down. Changed. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Yeah, none of the, that was just the prediction segment, and one was bold. <laughs> Coming up, how does BYU prepare for Utah today? Max Hall will tell us. But first, we go between the lines with the Fredette family. They were all in town for the basketball tournament. Jimmer, mic'd up. This is BYU Sports Nation. 
Back on BYU Sports Nation in Studio B, it is officially training camp time for BYU football. Luckily for them and not for us. <laughs> training camp ended long ago for us. <laughs> we, need a, we need a media training camp. I want to race Jeff Call of the Deseret yeah. News. Mitch, Why have we not done this? Mitch Harper in the Oklahoma drill. I would get destroyed. Yes, and then just have the coaching uh, staff from BYU rip us apart. Yeah. And talk about, you're overweight. Hema you're out of shape. tackling you're me. It's like, yes. oh my gosh. Let's go. No, Let's please. go. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation <laughs> headlines. As mentioned, first official day of BYU football fall camp tonight. Tune in to BYU TV Sports Facebook Live at 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 6.15 Mountain. For reactions, all the commentary, headlines from today's practice, we are 29 days away from BYU and Utah to open up the 2019 season. Fresh headline that wasn't in the first segment on this, the first day of fall camp. Zach Wilson has been named to the CFPA National Performer of the Year watch list. He's one of 34 players on the list. Alabama's Tua Tagovailoa was last year's winner. There you go. Former quarterback turned running back Bo Hodge has retired from football. That news, courtesy of our guy Mitch Harper at KSL Sports. Hodge played in nine games the past four seasons, scoring two touchdowns. A turbulent career for him, switching positions, not really ever finding his specific place, couldn't stay healthy, concussions. I just wish Bo the best. I'm bummed for him that he didn't get to play at least one more year at BYU and and never got to to be healthy. See what it can do at quarterback or running We saw flashes, moments of like, ooh, maybe there's something there. And this perhaps might be the final moment that we drop the, well, this. Bo Hodge. Yeah, so there you go. Bo, best of luck, man. Are we getting Merrill on to talk about this? No? Uh, Nope. Okay. Uh, Andy Katz of NCAA.com has BYU Hoops making an NCAA tournament appearance in his 20 predictions for 2020. Uh, the NCAA tournament. He states Yoli Child's return and new coach Mark Pope's staff have re-energized the Cougars enough for a shot at the big dance. Last weekend, the Dave Rose and Jimmer Fredette coached squad Team Fredette won their first game, lost the second in the basketball tournament in West Valley, just outside of Salt Lake City. Now, despite the loss, Lauren McLean spoke with Jimmer's dad, Al Fredette, his brother TJ, and of course, Jimmer amazing. himself to discuss where he's been and what's next for the BYU legend. Let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. For him to be able to, after college, after that great career at BYU, to be able to go on and continue to play, it's uh, you know kind of like a father's dream come true. You know, so. Hey, Eboto Live! In many ways, it's like, I feel like I'm doing it myself. Like, I kind of lived through him. Good shot, baby. Good shot, too. Good shot. Good shot, too. Don't even worry about anybody else on the court. Deep one over tap. Lee hit it! And Fernandez, 52. Guys, how did you come up with the idea of Team Fredette? You know, we, we saw this this tournament started, uh, you know, f- four or five years back. And, uh, you know, first couple of years we kind of watched it. And then we went and got some, some guys together. And it's been a cool thing and uh, a lot of fun for us as a family. And uh, we have a lot of good friends that come and, and watch and play and participate. Help, 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 help. Because they're killing us half court. we got to get out in front when he gets stops. Al, you're, I mean, you're the dad. So who's, who's really in charge of the three of you? Uh, well, Lindsay. <laughs> okay. 
sister. Lindsay's in charge <laughs> and my wife. So those two are the ones that are in charge. So what's your role in, in Team Fredette? Uh, just to be a supporter. Okay. To try to help well, anywhere I can. Not get technicals. <laughs> what about you? What's your role in this? So I'm the GM. So okay. I put the roster together, recruit the players, um, get a sponsor. It's a full-time job. There's a lot yeah. that goes into this. So Jim, are you headed to Greece? You know, we just felt like Greece was uh, was a good situation for us at this point. You know, it's somewhere where, you know, Whitney wanted to be and, and uh, you know, be able to come over there and live with us a little bit more. And, you know, obviously it's in the EuroLeague, which is, you know, the best league in the world besides the NBA. So great competition. And it's kind of just a, a fresh, a fresh new start for me and something I haven't done before. So I want to go out there and, and try to improve myself again and, and keep playing and keep working hard. So it was a, a good fit at this point. What was your two reaction when you heard Jim was headed to Greece after China? I've seen China for three years. Yeah. Been nice, but I, I see Greece and Europe would be wonderful. And I think it's a good fit for him, like yeah. you said, and his family. So that's the big thing. I want to see an opportunity for him to play in front of an atmosphere that was similar to BYU. So for him to be able to play at that kind of stage and also have an opportunity to win something because his team is really good, I think that's something that he hasn't really had an opportunity to do as a pro. Are you going to be playing against Brandon Davies? Yeah, yeah, so we're in the same league. We're in the Euro League both together. How's that going to be? It'll be fun. I'm sure we'll have uh, some dinner beforehand and uh, <laughs> then compete on the court. And, you know, I'm going to try to beat him, of course. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less. Do you, do you have a nickname yet in Greek? Uh, no, not yet. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they've probably thought of some things, and I'm sure as I get over there here, I don't understand Greek yet, but I'm excited. We'll see. There's a lot, I mean, I've had thousands of messages from fans already, so I'm excited to, to get over there. I got a little nickname for him, though. Even though it's not Rome, it's, it's close, okay. so we call him Julius Threezer. <laughs> Julius Threezer, that's the new one we're taking. How has it been for you seeing Jimmer on his whole journey from the NBA to China and now Greece? For a parent, it's amazing. You know, since he was just a little kid and see his games and, and have a lot of fun doing that. And then for him to be able to, after college, after that great career at BYU, to be able to go on and continue to play and to, you know, play in the NBA, play in China, and now in Greece, it's, uh, you know, kind of like a father's dream come true. You know? So it's been amazing for us. TJ, I know you had a, a big hand in kind of getting Jimmer where he's at right now. What's it been like for you seeing him through his journey? In many ways, it's like I feel like I'm doing it myself. Like, I kind of lived through him because I always wanted to play basketball at a professional level, and I, it, it wasn't going to work out for me. Don't let up. Let's go. But seeing him do it and having able to have been a part of it, it's like the next best thing and in some ways it's even better watching him and I feel like I'm out on the court when I watch him a lot of times so it's extremely special. You know in that moment Jimmer was like I want to be on the court playing so much right now. Yeah, oh. he's, he's worth too much, though, no. Yeah. Brandon Davies and Jimmer Fredette last year were playing in this tournament, and they got too good. Yeah, uh, Julius Threezer. That's the best line <laughs> of the entire segment. Is Jimmer the next Julius Threezer? That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's different different area of yeah. the yes. other country, right? Coming up, Max <laughs> still it's Utah, but did he hate fall camp as a player? Oh, goodness. Is, is there a Greek... Uh, legendary figure that is relatable to Jimmer, I uh, wonder. Probably some Greek gods in there, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's plenty. Homer. Oh. Don't! 
Max Hall deserves a statue in Greece as well. We're going to ask him what fall camp is really? like as the incumbent starting quarterback, and what does he think about Zach Wilson saying, I expect to score on every drive. This is BYU Sports Nation. Between the Lines is presented by Tim Daly Ford and the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, it's the face-off you've been waiting for, a shootout between Jeff Judkins and Mark Pope for the best parking spot. I watched it. It was awesome. <laughs> it was a la, a la Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, or uh, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. An yeah. old McDonald's commercial. Yeah. Right? Over, over the... Those two personalities. The yeah. yeah. And, and That uh, works. What's awesome is it wasn't doctored in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Incredible. Wink, wink. Incredible reality television. Uh, Time for some reality television and radio right now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline as we welcome in one of our favorites, former BYU quarterback, great Max Hall, who's won a ton of games. In fact, he's the winningest quarterback in BYU football history. Max, great to have you back on the show. Hey, guys, how you doing? That's got a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Yeah, that's, that's nice. Hey, who did you like more when you played, Dennis Pitta or Austin Colley? Oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> don't do that to me. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Austin. Dennis, Dennis was kind of a, yeah, you know, I can't say it on radio. But yeah, I, I like that answer. I like that answer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Fall camp starts today, and I know all of us are feeling that little twinge of energy because we're almost there. 29 days away from BYU-Utah to open the season. As a player, Max, what is it like to come in – and experience day one of fall camp? Um, for me, it was always, I mean, like you said, it's exciting. You kind of get a little bit of nerves, a little bit of butterflies. Everybody's kind of got that feeling. Hey, football starting. Um, you really get a chance to see what the team's going to look like, and guys are still kind of fighting for starting positions. And it's competitive. Uh, it's, it's just, it, it's fun, man. It's uh it's it's fun to see how fast, I mean, from an offensive perspective, you guys can click and get together and all the hard work you put in in the offseason and spend with the receivers and um, how that gels together. But sometimes it takes the offense a few days to get rolling, but um, it, the best thing is just that feeling, that finally football season. So that's what I love about it. In player-run practices, you can see who's doing what and who's putting in the work and whatnot, but – when you get to fall camp those first couple of days, do you know who really put in the work and who didn't immediately just by the way they look? Um, well, I, the players know. Um, the players know they're putting in the work, they know, and there's chemistry there that um, comes. Um, but, yeah, I think guys are more sharp. They're more crisp. They know what they're doing. They're on the same page. And um, you can definitely tell. I think the coaches can tell, too, within the – within the first couple days, um, who's ready to go and who's riding behind. Zach Wilson is the incumbent starting quarterback. You know what that's like to come back and and be the guy that is expected to take the reins and and go with it. Um, What kind of pressure is Zach Wilson feeling on his shoulders right now? You know, knowing Zach, I don't think he's feeling a lot of pressure. Um, I just think he's got got an attitude and a swag to him that uh, I would assume that he's more like – Let's finally, this is my show. Let's get this thing rolling and let me take this thing where it needs to go. So 
Um, he's definitely got a confidence to him that I don't. I, I really don't think he's still in pressure. We need to get this thing going and show everybody what he can do. You're literally coming off the practice field. So, how did practice go this morning for your offense? We actually had a really good practice. So I was very pleased. On Monday, we had a really bad practice, and I was screaming and yelling at the kids. Which, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got Dennis Pitta and Tyler Kozlowski coach with me over oh, here. Boy. Sometimes they just laugh at me. Oh boy! You know, it's, it's, it's like we're playing again. Dennis and Tyler are over there goofing around, and I'm having to tell them to shut up and be quiet. You know. Uh, I would happily do that for you. <laughs> I need you. Is, I need you is, Dennis, is Dennis there right now? Uh, he is. I think he just took off. Oh, a classic. He might still be over there. Should I, should I go grab him? Yeah, have yeah, yeah grab on? Dennis. I, I need to have a chat with him. <laughs> while you're walking right. to yeah, get him, Max. While you're talking. While you're walking to get him, Zach Wilson said uh, to the Salt Lake Tribune in an interview that he, and speaking of confidence, expects to score on every drive. What do you think about a statement like that from a guy that is just heading into a sophomore season? I love it. I thought the same thing when I played. And, you know, it's what I love about it is it's a mentality. What kind of mentality are you going to have every time the offense goes out there and gets the football? And that should be your mentality, that we're going to score every time we get the ball. And um, I, I love it, man. It shows a lot of confidence from Zach and a lot of confidence with his teammates. So hopefully they kind of feed off that and, um, you know, they can roll with it. But that's exactly what you want your quarter, starting quarterback saying. How big of a uh, leap do you think the offense will take with year two of Jeff Grimes Year two of Zach. Now he knows he's the guy. Last year he was kind of competing with Tanner Mangum. Ultimately, Mangum won the job. Um, how much of a leap do you think the offense could take this year? Okay, hold on. I didn't hear that question because I'm calling Dennis over right now. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Dennis Pitta is making his way over to Max yeah. Hall. Yeah. The he, two De- hanging De- out Dennis coaching football <laughs> <laughs> in Arizona as Max is live with us on BYU Sports Nation. Now, Max... Uh, while Dennis makes his way over, I do want to ask you about the X's and O's factor with Zach Wilson. And Jeremy and I had a, a chance to sit down with Zach and film a commercial last week, and we, we essentially just had like a half an hour, an hour to talk and pick his brain. I, that dude loves football. Like, he's a really smart kid, and he gets good grades, but he cannot get enough football. Um, what have you noticed about your interactions with him and how his knowledge of the game has progressed since last year? Um, the, the little bit I know is I was able to spend some time with him in spring ball, and I was also able to spend some time with the coaching staff and get their input. And uh, just at that spring game, we sat there and talked ball for probably an hour. And I was actually really impressed with his knowledge of the game. Um, I think he's a I think he's a film rat. Watches a lot of film, studies the plays, and then talking to A Rod. A Rod's like, man, Zach is texting me all the time, asking me about plays, everything down to releases and and mesh points and uh, you know reads and all that. So you're right. I don't think he can get enough. And um, he's definitely a football guy, and that's the type of guy we need right now. We need a guy who's all in, invested, and knows every detail of the offense. Um, that's the guy you want in control. You were on hey, the. Say hi to Dennis. Oh, Dennis, is, Dennis, Dennis is here. Dennis. Hello, Jerem. 
We actually had time for Dennis Pitta today. How are you today, Dennis? You know, I do have to say, I am sick of you guys disrespecting me every segment at the end of the show. What? We didn't have time. It's not funny, okay? <laughs> oh. De- Dennis, Max you... said you, you guys are dorking around. He's trying to run a practice on offense. He needs you to dial it in. What's going on? Yeah, I, I just am here. I'm, I'm talking to the kids. I'm just joking around with them. I'm always the one getting yelled at by Max at practice. <laughs> just he, like indirectly, he directs it at the kids, but he's really talking to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis, you just stole the show, man. You just stole what? the show. Well, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. What do, you, what do you mean he stole the show? He gets on one time and complains, and now he's stealing the show? <laughs> you know, he's back there He's back there chit-chatting with the guys. i got to turn around and be like, hey, can you guys be quiet for one second? And... We, need, we need last chance you with your team. Oh, That's what I want. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Listen, Max is just mad that I stole his thunder right now. I, I feel bad. I'll get off the call. I'll let him finish. He needs his moment right now. Yeah, we've had our fill, Dennis. We're good, man. <laughs> hey, I'm, oh. I'm, so mad, I'm so mad right now because KSL came out with something like uh, rating top BYU players. Uh-huh. And I was eight, and they put Dennis and Austin in front of me. And I'm just like, who Boo. made that list? Who was, the winning, who was the winningest quarterback all time in BYU football history? Yeah. Oh, Dennis goes to the Super Bowl, catches a touchdown, the lights go out. Big deal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm pretty sure I won just as many games as Max. He <laughs> gets credit true. for all the wins. That's true. I might be the winningest tight end in BYU history, yeah. and nobody's giving me credit for that. You're also the dude whose helmet fell off the most. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This might be the greatest interview we've ever done on this BYU is, Sports yeah. Nation. It was really good up until a certain point. It was good, yeah. <laughs> you guys need to start calling me the winningest tight end in BYU because I've played every game that Max played. That's going to happen. I actually have a few wins he doesn't my freshman year. <laughs> Dennis, That's true. That, that is going to happen. That is true. The winningest tight end in BYU history. <laughs> Dennis Bitter. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, wow, Dennis. I had, I had one thing going for me. And now you just <laughs> you can share it together. <laughs> Holy cow! Hey, it's great to talk to you guys, uh, Dennis. We'll let you go because we uh, we we have to ask Max at least one more important question. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> thanks, I think. <laughs> oh, Max, that's uh, that's great stuff. Okay, right. let's uh, let's finish with this. BYU opens the season against Utah. They are the Pac-12 preseason favorites they've never been in this position why or why not do you like that BYU is opening the season as an underdog at home against their arch nemesis uh what I like about it is that we've we when I I say we BYU has had that in their mind and have been practicing for that all off season um it kind of reminds me of uh my senior year when uh the first game of the season was Oklahoma it was like we had three months to prepare for that game, and hopefully BYU is going to come out and give different looks and do some things that Utah's not prepared for. Obviously, Utah's going to do the same, but I think um, it gives us a little bit of an advantage because they don't really know how to game plan for us, and um, we can maybe surprise them a little bit. But regardless, you never know what's going to happen in that game, and um, I think if we can create some big plays and do some things to confuse them, um, we're going to have a really good chance to win the game. I think we're, it's going to be hype. I think we're going to be excited. We're going to be healthy. That's another big thing. And 
uh, gives us the best chance. Max, we appreciate the time, man. And uh, Listen, you're the winningest quarterback. You're the winningest quarterback. Before the winningest tight end, okay? <laughs> I, am, I am so depressed right now. I don't even know how to <laughs> Max, thanks, man. Great to talk to you. Let's do it again soon. Absolutely, you guys. It's a pleasure. Talk to you later. All righty, Max Hall on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline. Desert First, you know why we show how. <laughs> There's a lot to uh, restore on this show coming Hello, up. Hello, Jerem. Oh, boy. <laughs> coming up, Andy Katz. What do you expect from Mark Pope and Yellow Childs this season? <laughs> I mean it. That dude stole the show. <laughs> Classic. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. Shout out to today's guests, Max Hall and Dennis Pitta. Well, funny how that works out. <laughs> Show's on demand via the oh. podcast, BYU TV, and BYU Radio apps. No whip today. Holy cow. So good. Hey, Jerry, Andy Katz picked BYU to make the NCAA tournament. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. yeah. It'll be cool if they make uh, That might be worthy of a rise and shout out, but then there's this. Today's rise and shout outs. I'm going to give mine to the mother of a super BYU fan, and perhaps she's the super, super BYU fan, at Kelly underscore BYU fan, tweeting out a thread of her mother's BYU house. Unbelievable. And in a word, it is glorious. Bar stools with the stretch Y. BYU insignia all over. Blankets, pictures. Like, it is a BYU haven in every single room. Super cool. My rise and shout out goes to Paul Mendenhall who passed away at the age of 88. He's Bronco Mendenhall's dad and a former Cougar who played in 1953 and 54. Served a mission in New Zealand. He was later the mission president in Auckland. So rise and shout out to uh, Paul Mendenhall. Yeah, I didn't know about the mission president thing in Auckland. That's that's really cool. And perhaps that's why Bronco likes surfing a little bit. Who knows? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you want to talk about where grit and loyalty and integrity, all that came from for Bronco? That's from his dad, Paul. So we wish uh, the Mendenhall's the best. We're thinking about you. The Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. What's your BYU football fall camp bold prediction at Loyal to the Royal Answers on Twitter? After seeing BYU's amazing talent on full display at fall camp, Utah forfeits game one, breaking the decades-long drought in the Holy War rivalry. Sorry to all of you. We had Dennis Pitta on. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUs. Hello, Jerem. <laughs> or Jerem. I am Spencer. Shout out to the winningest tight end in BYU football history. See you tomorrow.